0: You are listening to the Life Reconstructed Podcast with me, Teresa Amaral Beshwaite, grief expert, best-selling author, and widow. I'm so glad you're here because in this and every episode, I shine a light on the widowed way forward. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Life Reconstructed Podcast. It's for you and for your adult sons and daughters because grief doesn't happen in a vacuum. We grieve as a family. As we in the US are looking at the Thanksgiving holiday being right around the corner, it can be so difficult to navigate grief as a family. So I'm very happy to offer this bonus episode, which will be part of a series hosted by me and my friend, coach colleague, and fellow widow, Pamela Hamilton. Pam coaches adults who are grieving the loss of a parent. She can be found at www.adultsgrievingparents.com or by email at coachpam at In this episode, Pam and I discuss how to navigate the holidays as a grieving family. I want to introduce my friend and coach colleague, Pamela Hamilton. Pamela and I met, what, 20-some yeah. years ago. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> and she is my dear friend, and we also were trained um, at the same school, the Life Coach School, and so we speak the same coach language, and her specialty is coaching grieving adult sons and daughters who are missing their person. And so, Pam, would you like to add anything to your introduction?
1: Yes. I think uh, when you and I were talking about it, we thought this would be a great idea because we'd heard people talking about holidays are coming, which strikes fear and dread in the heart of grieving people. And you just said it, we are grieving as families and adult children, uh, adult children, sons and daughters, they are grieving too society has even less awareness of adult sons and daughters and their grief when they lose a parent than it does widows. They are really completely disenfranchised. They go back to work quickly, and they receive cursory condolences, and then their life-altering loss is forgotten in the workplace and often by close friends. Yes. Which only reinforces the thoughts that
0: they shouldn't be grieving. Still. Yes. Yes. And in terms of the parent who has lost a spouse, so often, at least my clients will put on their game face so as to not add grief or lean too heavily on their adult sons and daughters. So there can be a breakdown in communication and assumptions made between grieving parents and grieving adult children. And so all the, all the more reason for us to have some dialogue as this bonus, these bonus episodes, and we're offering a few of them, our intention is to create more communication on the topic of grief, so no one has a game face, on, and we can just authentically do as best we can as a grieving family.
1: So true. What you say is so true. I have a friend, a widowed friend, who doesn't let her adult daughter see her sadness or her tears because she thinks that's protecting her. Right. Yeah. When in fact, it isn't. I think we need to give each other permission to grieve yes to allow for that because you have sons and daughters wanting to protect their surviving parent and the parent wanting to protect them so yes. if we can come together especially at holiday time we we are faced with thanksgiving really thanksgiving when we're not thankful and we have nothing to give so
0: how do we how do we move through holidays and be real about them? Absolutely, and maybe clear up the misconceptions that adult children have about grieving parent, and that the grieving parent have about adult children too. There's there's so so much opportunity here for communication, and that's why we're doing this. That we will in the show notes, offer conversation starters for grieving families. And so most of my listeners are very likely widowed people. So we encourage you, if this episode is helpful to you, to forward it to your grieving adult children so that that conversation can begin.
1: We need to first understand no one is who they were. Your adult children, widowed people, so the holidays can't be what they were. They can be different. They can be okay different. I think we need to make an allowance for our expectations, or, or rather, we need to understand what are our expectations
0: for the holiday. Yes, and so often we ex- do expect ourselves to be our former selves, and it, it just can't be. To, I want to re-emphasize your point. We are not our former selves, whether adult children or grieving spouses. My neighbor said to me her father's death was expected. She said to me, I just thought we'd scoop mom up into our lives and everything would be okay. She said, I had no idea that I was going to lose my dad and the version of my mom that I knew. I thought it was so profound. And also adult children, their loss
1: is from the parent that's had a presence in their entire lives, they don't know a time when there wasn't a parent there. Or sometimes they are absent, but there's still that presence of parents. sometimes the relationship isn't that great. but there's still the absence of that parental presence for all of their lives.-hmm Such a good point so no one's the same and also holidays don't now have to be the same every year because as people change as widow people change and grieve and adult sons and daughters change through their grief not get over it although society can expect us to get over it but that's not what grieving is about we need to look at the holidays every year and see where we are, take our temperature. What, what's going to work this year? Doesn't have to be the same as last year. Maybe we want to go out and eat on Thanksgiving. I mean, or is it the end of the world if we don't actually have a turkey?
0: Yes, exactly.
1: There are other ways we can do this. Yeah. And if it's your
0: first year, you don't have any experience at all. And so, you know, to have an experimental mindset, you've never done this before, and neither have your adult children. So, if we can all have an experimental mindset, never done it. I'm learning. I don't know. There's no right or wrong. There's just what I think will be best. Let's try it as a family. Let's have open discussion as a family about what seems right and best. And let's try that. And then at the end, we'll evaluate what went well, what didn't. And that's how we learn. And then the next year comes around and we have a little bit of experience. And we plug that in and we try something new. And to your point, second year, we're all different people. So what works then? Doesn't matter how far along you are. In years.
1: How far along you are in years. Right. Because this grief journey is so different than we've always been led to believe.
0: Yes. One thing I think is is so prevalent is uncomfortable feelings. You know, we're trained to avoid them. Even as children, we're talked out of them. But in truth, it's the human experience to have a mix of, of uncomfortable feelings, uncomfortable feelings, and now add grief. My goodness, there are going to be uncomfortable feelings. There very likely could be tears. And we work so hard to avoid that or suppress it. And yet it's so normal. What if it weren't a problem? What if our expectation
1: of the holidays was it's probably going to be 50 50. Yes. It'll be 50% nice things, good stuff, and 50% uncomfortable, sad. If we can do that, I think we can call it successful mm-hmm. rather than suffering our way through the holidays. Yes. It's the suffering that we don't want to pile on. And the suffering comes when we feel guilty.
0: Yes. When we cringe that the holiday is coming even six weeks in advance, we're cringing and dreading. Or if you're like me, you bury your head in the sand, which I did for many years and pretended that that there was no holiday coming, which Mm. I don't recommend. I did that too, yeah, it's pretty natural. So we're recommending that you actually plan, make a plan, even if it's a rough draft plan. and it, the the
1: buildup to the holiday can actually be worse and more painful than the than the day itself because it's twenty four hours. such a great point. And the buildup can be six weeks or eight mm. weeks of cringing. It's important then that we Have ways to communicate with our adult daughters and sons. And we do that in advance. And I think it needs to be simple. Don't need long conversations, big explanations. Need to check in and note holidays are coming. Wanted to check in and see what your thoughts are about holidays. People do things differently. There are a myriad of different ways to include your person in yes. the holidays, from saying a prayer around the table, setting a place at the table, doing something completely different. Yes. Well, many ways to honor our person. Absolutely.
0: And if, if we don't honor or mention our person, then there's probably an elephant in the room. So, you know, again, are, are we resisting the discomfort? and allowing the elephant to be in the room? Or are we acknowledging the absence, honoring them in some way that feels right, whether just organically in conversation or an official way to do so, maybe everyone shares a funny memory, or everyone goes out and does a random act of kindness in honor of your person to your point, Pam, there's so many ways to do it. I think we are both suggesting that there shouldn't be an elephant in the room, that let's let's talk about it.
1: That's a good place to be able to talk about and, and ask your family, what thoughts do you have? Is there anything that you'd like to do? Gives you some
0: common ground. Absolutely. Understanding that everyone is a different version of themselves from before loss, understanding that it's an experiment. I
1: think widowed people need to say that specifically to their adult sons and daughters and to let them know that you know they are grieving because they don't always know i was talking to another friend and she was talking about her daughter and some of her her adult daughter and some of her behaviors which were not in line with family values and i said well she's grieving too Mm -hmm. and my friend said oh i never thought about I never thought about that, yeah. That hadn't occurred to her, understandably, but I think if we can, as you say, not have the elephant in the room and acknowledge
0: we're different, we're grieving, and we're figuring out as we go. Yes, and our own grief can be so all-consuming that we may not be in tune to the grief of others, and that's okay. There's no right or wrong here. That's why, don't you think it's
1: important that everyone checks in with their bandwidth? Describe bandwidth. I think it's looking inside, checking in with how you feel, what you're thinking, and from there, what can I do? What can't I do? Can I, am I up to making stuffing this Thanksgiving? No, I'm not. I'll get,
0: I'll go to the store and buy a packet.
1: Yes. No, it's not what I've done for 20 years, but it's what I'm doing this year.
0: Yes, unapologetically. And you
1: have to give yourself permission to do that, especially if you've been known for
0: special dishes. You may not have the bandwidth. Another way to look at it is how charged are my batteries or how very low are my batteries? And And if you don't have it to spend making stuffing or people-pleasing or 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 and the the various ways that we can spend our energy.
1: Oh, I'm glad you brought up people pleasing, because that's a big one. And sometimes we're on automatic when people ask us to do something, we go straight to yes. Okay. And then later we think, oh, I wish I hadn't done I wish I hadn't say said yes to that. So when people ask you if you can just take a moment and say, have to think about that. Yes. I'll let you know tomorrow. I have to think about that. It's much easier than trying to go back and tell somebody, I really don't want to go to your party. Mm -hmm. If we can check ourselves and give ourselves space, and in that space, a lot of grace, Mm. understanding,
0: and love. Well said. Absolutely. And and it goes back to expectations. To your point earlier, everyone expects everyone else to be this, the old version of themselves. But what we know is that profound loss changes all of us. And yet we still have kind of a rule book for one another, or as we call in coaching, a manual, a manual for how this the other person should behave, and they have a manual for how you should behave. And anytime anyone is frustrated, or any difficult feeling, annoyed, frustrated, disappointed. That's how we know that someone's not following someone else's manual.
1: And do you think that we have all these tools? I guess they are. Do you think we do that to avoid feeling our feelings? Think we have things we, well, expectations that are unrealistic of ourselves and other people because that way we avoid our, our own Feelings about what actually is going on. Absolutely. With
0: us. Yeah, absolutely could be. So, adult children have expectations of widowed parent. Widowed parent has expectations of adult children. No one shares those expectations explicitly, and probably no one is following them. So, that leads us to problems.
1: Probably not even aware that they have expectations. You know that when you get irritated because somebody didn't follow your manual or do what you expected them to do, especially if it seems like something that's eminently reasonable.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: It's such a little thing. Why couldn't they do that? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, of course mom's making apple pie. Yeah, of course she would. She does it every year, but. But this year is not the same, yeah. And
1: it may not be the same for years to come. Yes. Or it may be. She may decide to make a different kind of pie. It's different when doing the holidays and grieving. It's different because you need to review what you want to do, not assume it's the same as last year. There's no we always go to Aunt Susie's house on Christmas Eve. It's what will work for us individually and as a family this year. And there's no end to that after you've had this profound loss. It's not after five years, you go back to the old ways. I think you can speak to that having been widowed for a long time. 11 years,
0: yeah. I think we tend to get judgy. We start to get judgy, self-judgy at two years already. Much less three, four, five years, we get really judgy. Well, by now I should be somewhere that I'm not. And the truth is, no, we shouldn't be. Right? Just notice that inner dialogue that that how we talk to ourselves, especially as time goes on, there is no should. There's no great no one handing out grades for grief. There are no grief police. You should be exactly where you are. And if you want to grow, that's fine but let let us not judge ourselves, especially around the holidays.
1: Don't you think, as time goes on, people on the outside of grief, our friends, maybe, and more distant relatives, they have expectations that you should be over it. Sure they do,
0: and can we let them be wrong about us? Oh, good point. Can we let them be wrong?
1: Because there's no explaining, really, is there?
0: Not, not much
1: can't if you haven't been there and we try very hard to be generous about others that basically say dumb things to us yeah because they don't know they don't
0: know i didn't know until i knew i didn't either yeah not really know you think you do but you actually don't yeah so it's ironic and and sad that in the most difficult chapter of our life the people who who are in our inner circle will misunderstand us. And can we allow them to be wrong? That's maybe the simplest thing. I can let people be wrong about me. They don't know and good for them. I'm glad they don't know. I also didn't know once upon a time. I think those are important conclusions to come to. I think so too. So can we give ourselves permission to have our own limitations, to have our own low bandwidth to have our own low energy levels and still do our best to navigate the holidays and the best way that we know how that's the trick that's the reality i think of life after loss whether you're an adult child or a grieving spouse just giving ourselves permission and our adult
1: daughters and sons to have low bandwidth to be where we are. Just doing that brings a lot of relief and ease and peace, because yes. it takes the expectations that we've
0: had away and allows us to be where we are. Absolutely. To be where we are with our uncomfortable feelings, our profound sadness for the loss, and also maybe glimmers of of happiness that may come on a On a Thanksgiving or any holiday,
1: yeah, you might tell stories about a person that are funny and enjoy laughing about that
0: absolutely. so something that we talk about quite a bit in grief is the duality of life after loss, and so an example of that is you may be at your Thanksgiving gathering feeling so sad for your loss, and simultaneously having a glimmer of happiness as you watch the grandkids interact and, and those are seem seem so opposing and yet they are equally true at the same time which is what we call duality and i think at first it's very disorienting but we do get used to it and maybe that describes life after loss and that that 50/50 mix of comfortable and uncomfortable emotions so you're laughing and crying at the same time exactly That's true when you watch, right, watch your daughter walk down the aisle and you think dad should be walking her down the aisle. Or it's true when you watch grandkids grow and interact and you think, but grandpa's missing it, right? You're happy for that and simultaneously and equally sad, the duality. We have a big capacity to manage that
1: duality, to express that duality which we never had to call on before or not like we do now yes as well as a huge capacity to love and be loved you now it's not always easy to let those close to us love us yeah and it's not
0: always easy to love ourselves and especially that <laughs> i love the question what would love do what would love say in this moment and and maybe that's the most important thing as we navigate the holidays is to ask ourselves that question. What would love say? What would love do in this moment? i beat that question. So Pam, would you like to share a bit about relationships that were less than ideal?
1: Well, many families, of course, have relationships that aren't the ideal, aren't you? the utopian Hallmark movie family. And I think it's important to be real about that, to say, I know you had a difficult relationship with your mother or your father. Be real about that, not make them into a saint. Now they're not here and act accordingly. Maybe they weren't a good parent and you miss that. You will miss that in your grief. You will grieve that also, that desire to heal that relationship, to change that relationship. That's important. Yeah, we will grieve the parent that we didn't get, that we hoped for. Very important. So then for the holidays, don't add sainthood to them. It wasn't a great relationship. Okay, so let's. Decide how you want your Thanksgiving to be. Maybe mom or dad
0: weren't around for Thanksgiving. That's okay. Keeping it authentic is what we're saying. Keep it real. Keep it real, open communication.
1: The reason for that is to give you peace. If you don't keep it real and you're pretending it was something it wasn't, then that
0: hurts you inside. Yes, and and perhaps the other side of that is maybe I have guilt or regret for how I showed up in the relationship. And now I may, may feel that it's too late to change that, to apologize for that, to make it right. That's true. It
1: could be both ways. Absolutely. So that engenders guilt. And that also is something to work through. And very often we were. Better than we thought we were. Mm-hmm. We have negativity
0: a, bias, right? Yes, yes,
1: a negativity biased about how we were, and our parent may not have felt that at all,
0: right? And the truth is about relationships: is our relationship with any person is our thought about them, our present moment thought about them. So that means we can have a relationship with someone who has passed, if, if by definition, it is our thought about them. So in that sense, it's never too late. We can look at it that way. Right. And that is a very
1: healing way to look
0: at it and Uh, grieve through that. There's so many layers of grief and and it all seems to come to a head during the holiday season quite quite Mm. naturally.
1: It seems more acute during the holidays. Mm -hmm. I think that's all the stores start in what, August? Bringing Christmas decorations out, and then all the ads on TV, they're all about utopian families and and i I hazard to guess there aren't there aren't tons and tons of utopian families, <laughs> right In, we're real, we're human, humans are messy. Humans are messy. That's right. It was
0: messy before grief. <laughs> it's going to be messy with grief, absolutely. And I will, I will share, I have not put up a Christmas tree in 11 years. And, you know, not once since my husband passed, and I have my own back on that. I didn't want to do one more hard thing, we get to pick. There's so many hard things in front of us, and we can't do them all. And I just decided, I. it's not so much the tree, but the ornaments, and I just decided I'm not doing that hard thing. And, you know, I think this year, I might. But I have my back about not doing it for 11 years like and I didn't have a lot to put away. Let me let me add that benefit too on the back end. But I I bring that up to say maybe you do something altogether different. Maybe you don't do anything at all. Give yourself permission to to choose any of it. All the options.
1: Definitely. I haven't put up decorations or lights or anything since my husband passed, but it's two and a half years for me. So not as long as you. I don't see me doing that
0: in the, certainly not this year. Hmm? We'll see what next year brings. Would be such a nice gift for a widowed person to just take a little tree over there with ornaments that you have no history with. right? I think it's it's the history that's so triggering Um, and then go back and pick it up would be a great gift. So that's true about The holiday is period, isn't it? It's the history. It's the history that makes them difficult. That triggers the acute grief. It's the history, and it's our current thinking. He should, he or she should be here. Mm -hmm. So it's that arguing with the reality, and and we get to do that, right? I don't want to rush anybody past those thoughts of they should be here. This is wrong. Why him? Why us? It shouldn't be. We get that, and. Also notice that it feels extra terrible, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't have a chance to do it, absolutely, for as long as you want. And when you're ready, right, it does help to sync up with the reality that you do have. And that could sound like, this is what we've got. Like, this is the part when we figure out Thanksgiving as a family without him or her.
1: I think what helps us to be ready to have a different thought about things is being willing to feel the feelings. Yes. And we tend to run from those. We do a lot of
0: things to avoid feelings. We in coach speak, call it buffering. Yeah. Well, our primitive brain is very hardwired to avoid uncomfortable feelings. And so we find many ways to avoid. I ran for years. I was so afraid of the feelings that were chasing after me. But the truth is it's it's now or later and if you run the experience of it is worse and so what we teach is feel the feelings every holiday my husband's birthday is christmas day and also our wedding anniversary is very close to the day that he passed so i have a couple groupings of difficult days but What I do on those days is I get up and I take myself on a walk and it's a long walk and I allow myself to feel whatever feeling comes up for me. And I do that first thing so that I tend to it. I allow it to be there. And when I'm ready, then I'll go prepare for the day. And then I've set myself up. So I'm not trying to resist those difficult feelings. I have already acknowledged them, felt them all the way through, tended to them because as you know what we resist persists and so you spend your day trying to resist something that needs to be felt so my sense is feel it first and and then take breaks throughout the day and feel again as needed and it's a very individual thing isn't it how you do that personal
1: awareness is the key to that being aware of what feelings are coming up noticing them allowing them you like solitude It helps me to be with to be with someone on those difficult days that helps me through the day so I can talk to them and quite different in how we manage that. And I'm sure there are many, many other ways that people manage that. The important thing is
0: to manage it, Yes, to allow it. So if we were to summarize our tips for specifically American Thanksgiving, but I think it applies to so many different uh, there's always a holiday a birthday something right around the corner for a grieving family it it never fails so what would what would we summarize i i would throw out you're never over it you never move on grief is more something that you integrate and learn to live with and so never expect yourself to be over it it's not like Mm. a it's not like a race where there's a finish line it's more like you When you go to the gym and lift weights like there is no day when someone comes in and tells you you're you're finished you just keep going and you keep lifting and the more you do the easier it becomes to carry the second one i would throw out is that grieving is learning grieving as a family is learning as a family who we are and how we want to do this what's best for each of us our limitations our new and evolving self Grieving is learning. And with
1: that comes being real.
0: And honest.
1: Yes. And paying paying attention to your bandwidth. Yeah. What you can do, what you can't do. Absolutely.
0: And let us- part of the learning process. Absolutely. And let us ask good questions of one another and open up dialogue and not make assumptions and take the rule book that we have for each other and just throw it away and allow us to start from a blank space. Blank space of being real. Being real. With Uh ourselves and with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think any decision we make out of love is always a good decision. Well, it's received differently, isn't it? Yeah. If it's made out of love,
1: we receive it differently.
0: So as you face Thanksgiving and all of the upcoming holidays that might feel difficult. Remember that it's well, it's 24 hours, but it's fewer waking hours. And you can do it. And it will be messy. And there's no one right way. And coach Pam and I are here for you. We believe in you. We welcome your feedback. Take care. If you found this podcast helpful, I invite you to join Life Reconstructed, my coaching program exclusively for widowed people. It will help you step forward toward a life you will love again. Simply go to thesuddenwidowcoach.com and click work with me.